Well, good morning, everybody. So good to be in the house of the Lord and to worship together as one body of Christ. Amen. Amen. And as we get started today, some uh, announcements. First of all, we're being asked, even in the pew today, to keep our masks on because, you know, we had a recent incident, so we're just being extra precautious. So even in the pew today, if you keep your mask on, that'd be, uh, that'd be great. Appreciate that. You know, tomorrow we're taking a trip up to Soraksan. They'll be here early. Bus leaves at 6. Okay, 6 o'clock. So the buses will be actually be here at 5.30, and then we'll board them and see who's on what bus, get a head count so we don't leave somebody somewhere accidentally, and we'll get a phone number so we can call you if we did leave you accidentally. So tomorrow we depart at 06, and about 7.30 we'll be back here, 7, 7.30. We'll allow you to sleep on the bus, okay? Also we have, of course, the next Sunday after service there's the barbecue. Mm-hmm, yeah. We got that going on. We, uh, we do have, I know the bulletin says there's no children's church today. We do have children's church. Okay, so we do have children's church today. And Club Beyond is beginning on Tuesday. It'll be over at the Four Chaplains Memorial Chapel. It'll start at 6 p.m. So that again, that starts on Tuesday. And the Korean Ladies Bible Study also begins on Tuesday over here. <laughs> so you see on there it says from 10 to 12, okay? So that's what I have in the way of announcements. Is there anything I missed? Okay, we're good to go on that. All right, then the spiritual call to worship, keeping in mind what our sermon series is on today, comes from 1 John chapter 2 and verse 6. Whoever claims to live in him, meaning Christ, must live as Jesus did. Amen? Let's pray. Our gracious Lord, you have assembled us here together today and given us this place to worship you. We're drawn in by you and we come together to symbolize the one body of Christ. And as we go through this series, Lord, I ask that you would touch us and convict us that just because we have received Christ in our heart doesn't mean that we're done and finished and can go back to the old way of life and just call ourselves Christian, but there's a change that people need to observe. And help us, Lord, to be encouraged through this sermon series to be Christ followers, to live that changed life. Help us, O oh Lord to be the example that others need to see so that when they see us, they ask us why we live the way we do and be able to tell them about you. And as Chaplain Lester comes today, Lord, to impart your word, again, fill him with the Spirit, as you always do. The Lord, more importantly, don't let his words fall on deaf ears, but let our hearts be convicted. Let it be a little discomforting today. 
And let it be, Lord, the time when we go back and reflect and think of how we've been living our lives and then fully commit everything to you every day and every hour as we live out in this world who Christ is. And we ask you to bless this time, to bless our ministries, and certainly, Lord, to bless your word as it goes out today. In the name of our Savior, Jesus Christ, amen. Please stand with me in body or in spirit as we lift our voices in praise to the Lord. We're going to start with hymn number 11, Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing.
number nine, glorify thy name. Good morning, churches. You love Jesus Christ? Amen. Let me ask you a profound question why you are here today. Praise the name to worship God. So when I was uh, last, uh, last uh, week, uh, I had a meditating the John 4, like a uh, woman at the well, and Jacob's well, and the Jesus Christ tried to find her and ask one thing, where is the water? And then he was, uh, Jesus Christ was seeking the people, the worship in spirit and truth. So you are, you are the person God is seeking. You are the person God is willing to see from the, your worship. Are you worshipers? So I will, let, me, let me have some time today because God is seeking these people. Nowadays, many people like in simple, right? We are so weak, we are so vulnerable. But still, God is seeking the true worshipers. And then Abraham couldn't find the 10 righteous people. 
That's why the Sodom and Gomorrah destroyed. And even Jeremiah's time, God couldn't find the one, one righteous person. So God had to destroy the city. So God is seeking you from this moment. So let's reflect your time, your time of your life. God is seeking you at this moment. So uh, let me let us the quiet time, like a ten minute or like a quiet minute, and the quiet time to the prayer with God and reflect your spiritual life. So let's take a like quiet prayer time. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we love you and worship you, Lord. You are my shepherd. I shall not want. You make me lie down in the green pastures. You lead me beside the still waters. You restore my soul and you lead me in the path of righteousness. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will not fear the evil because you are with me. Your Lord in the staff that will come from me, Lord. I have the conviction that your goodness and mercy will follow me all days of my life. I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Lord, you are the only reason for this worship. We live for Christ. We live by Christ. We live with Christ. We live through Christ. We live in Christ. We pray for you, each one of our congregation. Your word may be applied to them. Those that wait upon the Lord shall renew our strength. They shall mount up with the wings of the eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall march on and for not faint. Lord, may we remember our nations, for in God we trust. Expect that we shall present ourselves as a true worshippers with honor that we, we may never act shame upon our face in the presence of God. Father God, I pray for those people in struggle, harm, pain, hurt, alone, a weak of faith, problems, agonies, and pressures, critical situation, and sick, and especially in the situation with the COVID-19. We trust that you, Almighty God, can, can give them the peace and comfort. I pray that your divine healing hands upon each one of those people. I ask that Almighty hand to touch each one of those people. Lord, now we are prepare our heart to receive the, your word. May it change us, wash us, shape us, refine us, make us different, challenge us to be a true worshipers, make us less and increase you more. Thank you for teaching us how to pray. Our Father, who are in heaven. Amen.
Sunday school today, Children's Church, so if the children could go to the back and follow. And please sing with me as we wish them on their way. Paul's letter to the Philippians, chapter 3, verses 12 through 14. Not that I have already obtained all this, or have already, ar already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind, and straining toward what is ahead. I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus, the word of the Lord. It is good to be in the house of the Lord today, amen? that off there. Hallelujah. Hey, before we begin, just a couple reminder announcements, then I got a special guest I just want to bring up here. Offering is in the back, in that big old basket in the back, so if you have offering today, make sure you make your way over to drop it in, or you can give online digitally. Also, <clears throat> just bring water with you tomorrow on the trip. Amen. And if you want to bring some extra water bottles to share with other people, you can do so. We won't tell you no. Okay? And if you want to bring snacks and things like that, you can bring all kinds of cool things. So this Tuesday, Club Beyond is restarting. You know, they took a, you know, we've been battling with HBCon, Charlie and Bravo and all this stuff, and then summer break. Um, and they were excited to go, and then we went back to Charlie. Well, we have a special guest. Um, Tito Huckefelt has been with Club Beyond for longer than I've been alive, I think. You, when you see his beard, you'll go, yeah, he looks kind of like he's been around a little while. Um, he is here for three months, and he is here to help Lacey, our Club Beyond director, get started and, and get trained up other volunteers. And I just want him to come up here and just talk a little bit about what Club Beyond does before I start my sermon. So Tito, come on up. And this microphone is still on, so you could use that one. And I'm going to step over here and drink some water. Thank you, Chaplain Lester. It sure. is a joy, a pure joy to be here and to celebrate Jesus with you. And I appreciate just uh, everything we've done so far just to be in the presence of God. But uh, we're excited. Club Beyond is back. And uh, we're able to start up again. And just, just a quick, just like overview. Club Beyond's for every kid on this base. We're trying to reach out to the kids who 
are outside the doors of the chapel. It really is an outreach opportunity for the thousand plus kids who are in the middle school and high school here. That being said, um, you know, we have a relational evangelism is, is our center. We want to build relationships with individual teenagers so they can hear, understand, and actually feel the love of Jesus. So John 10.10 10 is the verse we use for our mission focus. And uh, the second part says that, that I have come, you might have life, life to the full. That's what Jesus says. So we celebrate life with kids. We have weekly club meetings. It's fun. We do, we do trips and events. But then we want them to hear about Jesus on the cross. So we are able to proclaim. So we celebrate life with kids. We introduce them to Jesus, the life giver. That's the proclamation part that happens. It happens through relationships. Thirdly, we, we have we want them to become more like him. That's growth. That's discipleship. Friday nights, we have a great gathering of kids to open God's word, to actually be going deeper in who they are as they follow Jesus. So we just want to continue what we've been doing now that we have the opportunity to do it. When COVID hit, we had a club of almost 100 kids that was meeting every Tuesday, 100 teenagers from this base. We want it to be a continuation of safe and fun and friends and proclaiming the faith part. So I need you to be praying for us about what we can do, how we can continue to re-engage with those kids. But uh, our staff is limited. I've got Sarah here, part of our staff. She's one of our staff members along with Lacey. And so we need adult help. Now, you may say, I don't like teenagers. That's okay. <laughs> I need help with people who can be serving food. I need help with people who can help me with putting, make sure people wear their masks and put hand lotion on. We need help. So I am asking you to be in prayer for us first and foremost. And secondly, consider what it might be like to be a part of helping with the teenage outreach ministry we have here at Camp Humphreys. You know, when I was a kid, um, by the way, all kinds of help. If you say, I don't know what I can do. Come talk to me. I'll find a place for you. When I was a kid, I learned something in, in Sunday school. This is the church. This is the steeple. Open the doors and see all the people. The church is not the building. The church is not the steeple. What the church is, it's the people. You are the church. Not this building, not this beautiful steeple, not this beautiful inside. It's people. So if you have any questions, please talk to Sarah, talk to me. Lacey attends another service at Agape, but we are here to make an impact in teenagers' lives. And you can also uh, contact any questions through your great chaplain here. Uh, I love the fact he says, ask for volunteer opportunities from chapter to, to Chaplain Lester. Amen to that. Amen. Cool. And uh, also, uh, Mr. Kwan is the uh, DRE here. He has applications that would need to be filled out eventually if you want to be a youth volunteer to be a part of us. And I am gratefully going to be on the trip tomorrow. So on the long bus ride, if you're on that trip, man, you just grab my collar and we'll sit down and I'll tell you more about what's going on, the vision, the dream we have for youth that's happening. So thank you, Chaplain Lester, for letting cool. me thank just you, be Gita. a part of the moment. And cool. rock on. Awesome. Thanks, Tito. I appreciate it. Yeah, 
you know, he, he was here in quarantine for about 14 days. We interacted a couple of different times, and as soon as I saw him, it was like a, a brother. Um, and so really grateful for you being here. And so I was like, hey, I have a captive audience on a trip. Do you want to come and just talk about Club Beyond? And he's like, sure. So please come with us tomorrow and ask him lots of questions. Hey, I want to open us in prayer real quick. We've already opened, of course, but just pray before I preach. Lord Jesus, thank you. Um, Thank you. Thank you, God, for your mercies that you have given us new each morning and each day. And God, I pray, Lord, as I bring your word that I would preach your message, God, and not my own. That you would open our eyes, God, so we could see clearly you, Lord Jesus, God, not ourselves. And God, that you would open our ears to hear the good news. And Lord, I pray we keep deep down into our very being, Lord God, so that we would resonate, Lord, and walk as your people. And I pray also, Lord Jesus, God, that I would speak your voice and not my own. In Jesus' name, amen. So we are on our second week of God's masterpiece, being a heavenly citizen in this world. Um, And this world is a tough world, amen? It's not easy. A lot of stuff happening, a lot of things going on across the board. And there's a lot of fear at times. And last week we delved into humility. And it's kind of recap the main kind of ideas of humility is understanding your relationship between you and God. God is here. You are here, right? We're not God. We're actually underneath him. But having that humility should give us a holy confidence to spread the good news and tell others about Jesus. Amen? And so there's things like that. I want you to picture with humility. It's not about, oh, woe is me. I'm a, I'm a failure. I can't do anything, and everybody else is better than me. No, it's, it's about understanding your relationship between you and God and that you need the Savior, and you need him because he is the only one who can make you new. And so that's where that humility comes in. And today we're going to talk about perseverance. Perseverance is one of those things that's not fun to talk about because it means pain, right? Um, Usually when people talk about perseverance, it means you're going through something. How many of you like going through things? Yes, Terry, you're the man. I love you. Yeah, you know, sometimes you're like, I don't want to go through that crucible or that gauntlet. I don't want to experience pain or sorrow or grief. Um, As we go into perseverance, I want you to think about a marathon. Now, when you're preparing to to do a marathon, it it takes a lot of effort, right? You know, you think about that. You're like, yeah, nah, God, I want to sign up. I had a friend a few years ago. Um, his daughter was re-enlisted. She'd made E7, and she was like, hey, in honor of me making E7, I'm going to run this half marathon. And he said, sure, I'll come down and do it with you. He didn't train up for it. He shows up, and he says, I was out of it for like two weeks. You know, like I couldn't even walk hardly. And I'm like, well, yeah, that's kind of you train up for it. But you know, when you, you don't want to talk about this, you know, you're experience of knowing who God is and being a heavenly citizen, it is not enough to pay for the marathon. Julie and I used to have these conversations at Fort Lee. She's like, you, you talk about racing, you talk about running, you read in the Renner's World magazine, but you don't do anything. 
Are you going to do anything about it? And I was like, oh, man, now you talked about it. You know, and my fe- there was fears, you know, because one, it's expensive. What if I fail? What if I mess up? So I paid my money, my credit card online, came, you know, and I started training and all these things. But what if I paid my money? In fact, the day before the race, I went to the expo where you get your bib number, and I got the cool t-shirt. Did I complete the marathon? No. I don't get the prize because I didn't finish. And Paul, in his word here, is talking about the prize that we're striving towards. It's not enough that you signed up and said, I am a follower of Christ. You have to run this race. You are on a race, whether you like it or not. You are on a journey, and that journey is going to involve some different things. And we're going to do four T's today. We're going to make it easy. So P4T, perseverance and four T's. Okay, I want to give you the four T's. So if you're taking notes, the first one is testimony. The second one is training. The third one is trials. And the fourth one is trust. Testimony, training, trials, and trust. P4T. Sounds like some kind of army and acronym, right? You know, like, what does this stand for? I don't know if I like this one or not. Well, testimony is pretty cool because this is the testimony that you have. When you've accepted Christ as your Savior, you are now made into a new creation. You have a story to tell. You have something that is a foundational, that God has made you new, and that is something that will help you as you're moving forward. Moses, when he was in the desert, God reminded him that he is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Joseph. He is not just some God up there. There was an intentionality of who God was. And you, when you receive Christ as your Savior, you now have a testimony. You have something that is done differently inside of you as a person. You are now made New. You, I like, yes, amen. You should be excited about that because you're no longer the old. Paul says letting go of the old, the past. When you're on this race and you're running, you can look back at your past, but you know something? When you start looking behind you anytime you're running, you're going to hit a pole, right? You're going to run into something that you shouldn't run into. You're going to get slow. The person that's chasing you is going to catch you. It's just, it's a fact of life. You've got to stay focused. You're running. You're straight ahead. Let go of your past. Let go of those things that have hurt you, things that have let you down. Let go of your sin. Because on Mon- you know, Sunday morning, you come here and you receive Christ. You're like, you prayed the sinner's prayer. You're excited about Jesus. But as soon as you're at the food court, you start thinking about all the things that you've done wrong all week long. And on Monday, you're, you're in misery going, did I really receive Christ? Was that, did I really make that commitment? And that's where your testimony comes in. And you're like, yes, I did this. It's like when I went and I signed up for the marathon, I got a receipt that says I signed up for it. Did I have my bib number yet? No. Did I have a t-shirt? No. But I had a receipt, and that helped me to know that I needed to start training. 
Because if I'm going to finish something, I have to train for it. Now, training involves discipline. It involves changing up your behaviors and the things that you do. Now, I could say I signed up for it. I'm going to go into training, and every day I come home and I eat another cup of Bluebell ice cream. I like Bluebell ice cream, okay? I'm very thankful to be here in Humphreys where we have it in the commissary. It's awesome. I spent two years in Dugway where they didn't have Bluebell. All they had was Tillamanook. Um, and so to have Bluebell, I'm like, oh, Lord, you are God still. Um, now if they could have strawberries and cream, I would be tickled pink. Um, okay, that was just a side note, okay? But what if every time I said, I'm training for this and I'm just eating away? H- how do you think my training's going? I'm filling up. I'm eating something. But, you know, when you begin training for a marathon or for a race, you change your diet, you change your behaviors, you change your habits. You may get up a little earlier, you may eat something as you're running, and you begin to run. And for some of us, that running is hard. It's not easy. Training is meant to be difficult. It's meant to be hard. It's meant to make you struggle because as you struggle you become stronger you struggle you become stronger you know as you're you're working those muscles little tears are formed in the fibers of your very being and but they heal and you're stronger and you're more equipped, and you could do it. It's the same way with your spiritual life on this journey. As you're persevering, you're causing your body to train. You begin to read your Bible more, to do devotions. You begin to pray. Oh, pray. Probably the easiest one, but some people, I I always get this question, Chaplain, how do I pray? I'm like, well, you talk to God. And they're like, uh, is, is he really listening to me? How do I do? And you're like, look, just talk to God, just like I'm talking to you right now. He's cool with that. He's okay with it. And you begin praying. You begin reading your Bible. You begin worshiping God. You're changing your behaviors, and sometimes it's difficult. But you know something? As you change that behavior, when you begin to go through your trials, you have a foundation that helps you through that. You know, as you're running and you're, you're, you're going through and you have a setback, maybe you, you sprain your knee or you, you twist an ankle or you get shin splints. The training that you've been doing has built a strong foundation so that you can recover quicker and you can get back out there and you rely back on your testimony to remind yourself that, yeah, you did this and it gives you motivation to keep in the fight to keep moving forward you know it's a constant things all these are all related you're going to go through suffering now i want you to be clear on this some people think when they're suffering that they messed up it's not true jesus when he was on the cross he suffered he suffered suffered was he a sinner did jesus mess up did he make a mistake did he sin and do wrong no but he suffered and bled 
and he died for you and I. And so when you go through suffering, now there is sometimes when you go through suffering and you did do something you shouldn't have. If I eat a thousand gallons of bluebell ice cream and expect to go run, I'm going to suffer, right? Because I did something that I shouldn't have done. But when we are living our life and we encounter a situation or we go through some painful situations or a death in the family or something that's grieving us and we're suffering and we're hurting, God is not hating you. God is not punishing you in that moment. In fact, what happens when you go through suffering, you get on the other side of suffering and you can look back and go, wow, God. You were there. You were present with me. You were with me in the midst of my struggles. You were right there with me. That's what happens. And all throughout the Bible, there are stories of people that went through suffering and overcame. I love Joseph because what happened to him? He's living life great. He's, he's doing things well. He has this really nice jacket on. And his brothers hate him. And they throw him in a pit. They want to kill him, but they sell him into slavery. He ends up in, you know, in Egypt as a slave. He's lied about in Potiphar's house. Ends up in prison. Left there. But he stayed committed to Christ or to God. And when he came out of that, he ends up being the second in charge of Egypt. It came out of nowhere. It's like the Cinderella story, like for football, right? Or for baseball. It came out of nowhere. Where did that team come from? They should never have been in the playoffs, but they made it. Well, Joseph made it, and he did what he was supposed to because he was following God. And when you're in the midst of your sufferings, and you're in the midst of your trials, you need to keep your eyes, keep your focus on the prize. Keep your focus on where God is leading you, knowing that you're going to make it through. And if you've ever run any distance, you know you can't think about the start, you think about the finish. You think about Yeah, there's a hill in front of you, but on the other side of that hill, there's a finish line. And you keep moving forward. It's one step at a time. And you may be in difficult straits this morning, but I'm telling you, it is not over. And you, in the midst of your trials, can look back on your testimony and remember what God has done for you, and that begins to build trust. Because you look back over the times of your life where God has shown up over and over and over again, and you know that God is with you. And I tell you that, brothers and sisters, because you can trust that God is going to be present with you today. He's going to be with you. He wants to be with you. He says in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1, he said, You are surrounded. You are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. And those witnesses are testifying about what God has done. And they are encouraging you, helping you to move forward. It is just like on a race when you look back and you come towards the finish line and people are standing on the sidelines cheering you on, saying, you can do it. Come on, brother, sister, you can make it. Hallelujah, make it, come on. And that's what is happening in your walk with God. And as you are persevering through this journey, there are those who have gone before and they are standing there 
encouraging you today. But more importantly, more importantly, God is with you. God is with you. And you begin to realize that you can trust Him in every situation. That He is with you in every trial. He is with you in every tribulation. He is with you on your training saying, you got this. You got this. He is like the best physical trainer out there, but He's a spiritual trainer helping you grow. Helping you be on fire and excited about what God is doing and he's encouraging you saying you can do this you can make it you are not alone you're persevering you're going to make it through this and that is what happens as a heavenly citizen we are persevering through this journey in order that God can create this masterpiece that is us so that people see not us but they see God they see the Savior they see that God is a miracle worker, that God is present everywhere, that God is a creator, that God is with us, that God is here, that God is our King and Lord and Savior. That is what it means when people see us. They're not seeing you. They're seeing the masterpiece that God has created in you. That is what it means, folks. And I encourage you today, if you're sitting here and you're going, you know, chaplain, that sounds really cool. That sounds awesome. That sounds really neat. But what do you mean? Why? You don't know how tired I am. You don't know the struggles I've already faced and, and gone through. You're right, I don't. But God does. God knows the struggles that you're going through right now. He understands that you may feel far, far, far away from him. And you may feel like you don't even deserve God. But you know something? Just like we talked last week, God chose you. He saw your imperfections. He saw your inabilities. He saw your weaknesses, and he still said, I choose you. And we're going to take a moment, and we're going to pray. And if you don't know Jesus, I want you just to pray with me. Because I want, this is so important, folks. It is so important that we know who God is. I want you to sign up and know him. I want you to start training with us. I want you to start going through life with us because I want you to receive the prize. I want to see you not just on a bus ride tomorrow, but I want to see you in eternity. I want to look around and say, oh, those are my brothers and sisters from common ground. Those are my brothers and sisters from whatever I came across. I want you to know Christ because Jesus loves you. So pray with me. And you can just pray this simple prayer. Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I messed up in my life. But I want to serve you today. Come and live inside of me. Change me. Make me new, Lord Jesus, God. 
so that I can be the person that I am supposed to be, Lord. In Jesus' name. Now, if you prayed that prayer, God heard your prayer. He is not far from you. And he knows you. You are not alone. You are not alone in this place. You are surrounded, surrounded by such a great crowd of witnesses. And the Savior walks beside you, loving on you, encouraging you today. In Jesus' name, amen. Please stand with me as we sing our last hymn before we do our benediction. Our last hymn is hymn number 107. Lord, I lift your name on high. six o'clock so get here between 5 30 6 o'clock um, so we can make sure we get a good head count and there'll be some breakfast sandwiches from Burger King and maybe some kimbap some things like that but of course always eat before you come because you never know I'm joking you know some people are like I don't like that stuff hey we are looking forward to seeing you in the morning it's gonna be a great trip those of you who can't go with us will miss you really we will um, but we'll be looking to do another trip and things like that and next week after service, we're going to get together and just have some fellowship across the street in Building 501. 
we're gonna grill some meats up and things like that. Just have a nice little barbecue picnic, some outside and inside before it gets a little too cold. And you know, we're doing this because we need, I don't know about you, but I look around and I'm like, wow, it's good to see each other. It's, it is a blessing to be here, even when we have to wear face masks and we have to do all the things we're supposed to protect each other. It is good to be in the house of the Lord, to hear you worshiping God, to hear you singing. It encourages me and encourages each other, and we need that. All across, you know, I'm talking to my families and people in Korea and back in the States, and they're not able to come together, and they miss it. God has called you to corporately worship him, not just do it on your own. Can we do it on our own? We have to sometimes, yes, and God has provided great technology, but we need to be together. This is for your own spiritual and your mental health. Um, something amazing happens when you're in the presence of your friends and family Amen. who are Christ followers. It encourages you and gives you the ability to persevere, to persevere through these trials. Now, I'm not gonna keep preaching, okay? I'm sorry. Um, please don't forget the offering in the back. If you'd like to give digitally, you can online also. But you know, my ushers let me know several times in the last couple weeks, hey, remind people. I'm like, okay, the basket's back there, okay? The money goes for all kinds of cool things, Club Beyond, it helps support them. You know, that's what your offerings go to, okay? So please receive the benediction this day. May the Lord's face shine upon you. May you go from this place walking in peace. May you know that Christ is in you. Christ is going through you and you're walking with him today. Go in peace. Amen and amen.